0: Great, welcome to the weekly ACG New York podcast series. Delighted to have you listening to us today. ACG is the largest and most influential committee-steered member-based network for the global middle market private capital community. The network of course focuses on promoting best practice, knowledge and intelligence for capital providers, industry executives and those that service them whilst providing a platform for concierge networking, deal-making and fundraising and the acg new york weekly podcast invites members guests and our partners to discuss key themes and topics um, in the world of global middle market private equity and today i'm very pleased to have with us anna samorakova of the edelweiss group how are you today anna
1: very good thank you Vic.
0: wonderful um perhaps anna you know I, I was gonna maybe go into this a little bit later but if if you wouldn't mind conveying a little bit more about yourself and what you do and your remit within the firm, because that will segue into nicely the topic and your expertise with it.
1: Uh, yes, absolutely. Thank you, Vic. And thank you very much for our, um, for our conversation today, for inviting me to talk about uh, the situation and challenges that we're all experiencing. Yeah. Edelweiss Group, what we do, I founded Edelweiss Group and Edelweiss Academy of Mastery, and what we do is we create, um, we help people and organizations advance their potential with breakthrough tools and learning experiences. And by breakthrough tools, I mean various frameworks and processes that could be easily applied to resolve a certain challenge or go through a certain problem. That's what we do. My background um, goes back to close to 20 years ago. I started teaching 5 ENs in uh, business simulations for large organizations like GE, Microsoft, Boeing. And I did that for 15 years. And when the time came for me to stop traveling and stay a little more local, I um, expanded my studies and experience in the space of motivation, game-based learning, and then change management, and uh, neuroscience so it's a, it's kind of a full circle coming together in what we currently teach and the frameworks we develop
0: yeah and I see there Anna you're, you're set up in a nice picturesque environment aesthetics are very pleasing and, and with your background which you've nicely explained thank you very much I thought we could talk about today Anna everyone working remote um, we've had to we now see that our time working at home has, has now got to be extended, especially where the virus is still prevalent. and how do you go about not just as an individual, but how organizations go about motivating their workers, their workforce in in such a time? It's unprecedented. So perhaps if if you wouldn't mind we, we can we can maybe ask by we can maybe start by asking you know it's it's a crazy crazy period um as I mentioned um I think it's surreal, and I know that's cliché to say. But have you, have you ever known anything like this? And with that, what what type of woes and things that are your clients asking of you? And and what from a fifty thousand foot view perspective, how do you go about motivating people in this state? And we'll we'll, we'll delve deeper into it as we go along.
1: And it's a great question, Vic. And there's uh, certainly different different ways to and approaches and tools and methodologies to motivate people. But really for us to understand how we can motivate people to stay productive, stay focused, stay collaborative, engaged in this uh, distant space when we don't see them Mm
0: -hmm. in the
1: face-to-face situations, it is very challenging. So we want to go and kind of understand the impact the current situation has on all of us whether we're leaders or we're just team members, employees, leadership managers. So all of us are experiencing the same kind of impact, the way how we we respond to this kind of impact and experience
0: that varies.
1: So that brings us to the three foundational dimensions that we want to understand. So that that will help us come up with some tools and strategies to support and motivate our, our teams and our people. And the first one is how the events that we're experiencing and the information not only events but the information also that's coming at us how that impacts our reptile part of our brains that's neuroscience, the second part is psychology how every one of us responds to that kind of impact on a very individual level because every one of us is unique and we have our own beliefs and patterns and the third one is really our social needs that would impact our motivation, the elements of motivation the, very, and the question whether I experienced anything like this before, no, I have not experienced anything like this before. I have, you know, I've been teaching the change management and change facilitation. So and usually in the change environment, when we go through the process change within the organization or a business model change or a leadership change, the ownership merges acquisitions, it's a perfect example of a change, there's usually only certain elements that are impacted for the employees. What we're experiencing now in the current environment is We, it impacts us, the current situation, events plus the information and circumstances, they impact us at every single level of our lives. Personal, professional, Families, smaller families, big extended families, our communities, everything is impacted at, at, at the very every single level. So, a few weeks ago, I called it multi dimensional disruption. We can certainly look at it from a more positive perspective, multi dimensional transformation, but it is a multi dimensional disruption because it impacts us at every single level. And for us to get you to the understanding how we can help our employees and help keep them motivated. We want to understand kind of the different levels of this multi-dimensional disruption that we're experiencing
0: yeah, now we're all experiencing these you know lack of motivation, certainly I am. I will say that as we as we get deeper into being isolated, quarantined, it's becoming increasingly frustrating um, but i I will ask, how much of a concern is keeping your employees motivated at this time because? most management certainly the ones that I speak to the people that are listening are really so concentrated on a plethora of things within their organizations how important is it to keep to tabs with your workforce and how they're motivated and what they're seeing dimensionally around them um, being apt for them to be still within the same culture a decent mind frame and motivated so what would you say to that? Should it be such a concern?
1: Should it be, that's, well, let's think about, maybe we can look at it from a dif- different perspective. What if our employees, our people are not motivated? What's mm-hmm. gonna yep. be, what, what are we gonna experience in that situation? You know, you have, you have potential impact on quality of work, deliverables to your customers, whether it's internal role or customer facing role, you can have all kinds of impacts that are coming out from your folks not being motivated. And the motivation is there are, um, there are four elements of motivation or four principles of motivation. and I do recommend if uh, anyone is interested in this topic to read the book by Daniel Pink called Drive. That will give more perspective into these four elements that I use. The motivation itself as a concept as a model was first developed in the self-determination theory and that was uh, rephrased in some ways by Daniel Pink. So that's what I use in my work. The four elements is, The sense of autonomy, sense of relatedness, sense of mastery, and sense of purpose. So all of us need to have, we all need to be motivated or supported at all of these four levels. And the extreme of the current situation is that all of the four areas of motivation are being very much impacted in the current environment. In in the change situation where we have organizational changes, or process changes, there are usually maybe one or two that are impacted, and now we're experiencing everything, both at, as I said, at both at personal level and professional levels. So if um, our, if uh, your people are not motivated to do the work, then it's going to impact the quality of work. And then we want to look at these four elements from a sense of mass, sense of autonomy perspective. Sense of autonomy is my sense of choice sense of control and it is hugely impacted right now in the current environment. So usually when what we see the kind of reactions before I dive into like deeper how it impacts us is usually what we experience when our sense of control is impacted in in such a dramatic way we can see um, confrontation people may react differently to that we can see confrontation we can see withdrawal we can see um, some tension in relationships and collaboration and you may also experience you may be experiencing that although we see all of great things how people are collaborating in the virtual space but there are also the things that are coming up from the underlying layers of my basic needs are not being met and my sense of a time my sense of choice and control is really very much intruded right now i don't have any of that so there is a reaction that people will be experiencing from this whether they express it in in their collaborative space or whether they express it in their home environments but there's an impact and there's a reaction Mm -hmm. it could be again expressed in very in very visual terms or it could be Kind of held back by individuals. So, how we express that, that varies from person to person, that's where psychology kicks in. So, from a sense of autonomy, we don't have choice of where we work, right? We are constrained to our homes to, to do work in that specific space we don't have choice of going to the stores we want to go to we don't have much choice where we go and meet with friends we don't have choice in so many other areas so it impacts the choice that's being taken away from us is at all different levels the personal extended family and work as well so the next one is the sense of relatedness. And that is also impacted at both the personal level and work level is relatedness is being, feeling a sense of being a part of the community or part of the team. Now, within the family, we're experiencing that, and some of those family ties, they are being more nourished currently, or there may be other extremes, because people may be living in different conditions. So if there's a very small space where they live, that may trigger the limitations of the space, because every one of us needs space to reconnect with who we are. And if we don't get that space, that may be expressed in in different ways. So because not all of us have the space, not everybody has the country setting, not everybody has this kind of opportunity and possibility to really reconnect and clear all of the emotions and clear all of the thoughts. So that may be impact, impacting how your people do the work and how they react in specific situations. So everything can be, if, if, like if it work, everything is going smoothly, that will help people. But if there are stressors, if there are problems, if there are challenges, supply chain is disrupted, mm-hmm. your customer chain is disrupted, customers are not buying the way you, you expected. So all of this is impacted, so there are problems. And there are challenges for organizations to pivot, to adjust, and maybe for some organizations even to reinvent themselves. So when there are these challenges and people are constrained, they may not be responding to those challenges in the best possible ways.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So they may be overreacting. There could be confrontation. There could be withdrawal. And also that limits the innovative thinking and the creativity of people. So in terms of relatedness, if we don't see our people from our team in the way that we used to work with them we are trying to make that up through the video calls and all of those all that kind of communication and it works very well it is it is great that can be done but again, just remembering that being on a video call the whole day, it creates a different types of stress and a different types of type of tension. So I think we're all being a little overwhelmed with the video calls and online, the screen time all the time, the whole day. So we need a break from that as well. <laughs> In terms some masteries. People are, it's whether I'm progressing, whether I'm really good at what I do. What is my future? So the sense of mastery, the way it may be impacted now is through the concerns of the job future. Through the concerns, through having to learn to do things in a new way, right? So again, that's a sense of autonomy because I'm now, I'm now forced to do things in a different way from what I used to. It's not my choice and I have to do it. So, and if people are concerned about jobs, then it impacts our sense of I am good at what I do. I am confident in what I do. And yes, whatever happens, I can always find the job. So that's being impacted tremendously because of everything that we're seeing and experiencing. And again, what, once those thoughts kick in, the way people would respond to that or react without even realizing that they're overreacting to that, that may vary from person to person. And then the fourth one is the sense of meaning, the sense of purpose is, and it's a, it's a great motivator for, that helps us get through the challenges And it works extremely well if the sense of meaning does exist when when there's an organizational change or process change. What it is when we are experiencing the magnitude of events we are experiencing, that sense of meaning is extremely important to have. Because when we don't have a sense of meaning, we are constrained back into our sense of our apartment and boxed in into our jobs. So we want to help people see the bigger picture and see how what they do in their day-to-day jobs even if their jobs are internal how what they do impacts the world impacts community impacts like everyone else so we want to have that really pay attention to are we communicating are we expanding that sense of meaning and people because it's extremely easy to fall into this box or i'm worthless i really i'm so every time I go into something I always face the situations I'm so unlucky Mm. I'm not good enough and and it's really easy to fall into this kind of sense of mind and if we do again the reactions could vary from person to person
0: I'm sure a lot of those states that you mentioned are resonating with individuals and and their collective groups as well if I can home in on on the individuals um, you may be out of work now you may be you know in in such a restricted capacity with whatever you're dealing with at the workplace with your colleagues whatever it may be what is just focusing in on on the on the individual again um what are some of the tools and techniques that you would suggest that people can imbibe to just keep their clarity keep their their spirits upbeat uh, and then we'll ask the same about about the organization as well what they can do to help their employees at home
1: yes and this is a great Great question and a great point, Vic. Because we have we can do only so much as leaders as managers mm-hmm. to help our people from the motivation perspective, and we can dive into like, we'll dive into that um, little later. From an individual perspective, really to transformation and ability to leap through these challenges and pivot and support the organization, it really has to come from within every individual. So at the individual level and also for leaders and managers, they are being impacted, like all of you are being impacted in very similar ways. So you almost have like a double responsibility because you are you, you have to take care of yourself first. And so because you are impacted in a very similar way, but you also have responsibility for your teams mm-hmm. and for your teams, you can support them in, in, in different ways with different tools and methodologies really to at the individual level it's there are three things that um i teach and i have been stressing them once we got into this situation and started experiencing all of these challenges is the very first thing is to notice how the events and information that is around us how it's impacting our thoughts Mm -hmm. that's the very first thing because we may be tied to watching television for an hour but we don't notice how all of the information is impact your young brain. Mm. And so once we notice those thoughts we also want to notice how those thoughts make us feel. And again it happens in such a quick way we don't even notice like in milliseconds the brain perceives what's coming at us as a threat and then the thoughts thoughts are triggered and then those thoughts make us make make us feel in a certain way. And those feelings that get stuck in the body, in our heads and our shoulders, whatever it is. And then those emotions, then they there is a reaction. And the reaction depends on every individual person, depends on their psychology, depends on their beliefs and patterns. So and this is what we don't notice and that's what many people don't realize. So what I recommend at the individual level for everyone is first notice and you do it as a practice, watch TV for 15 minutes or listen to the news or read the news on the internet and notice what, the, what thoughts are being triggered and how those thoughts make you feel and then connect with those emotions, stay with those emotions. You don't have to absolutely, don't criticize yourself that you're feeling all of that. You want to embrace whatever came up for you. You want to embrace that and really connect with it. Mm -hmm. without criticism without self-judgment we'll have our own inner critics there so you just want to embrace that and once you embrace those emotions that will help to regulate them easier and better there are certain tools i can share and but the the very big thing is just notice how what you're seeing and hearing how that impacts your thoughts emotions and your overall stress level
0: yeah are there any a lot of reading and, and thoughts around um, being occupied by learning at this time. You know, keeping your thoughts engaged to a particular um, tunnel, if you like, uh, and just remaining positive that way. So it is turned into a bit more of a learning environment. That certainly organisations are stressing. What would you What would you say around that? And, and perhaps if you would speak to that, please.
1: Uh, absolutely, and thank you for bringing it up, Vic, because learning, it has a natural capacity of activating our positive neurons in our brain. So learning um, in and of itself mm-hmm. is, a, is a huge supporter for us to get through the challenges. The key here is that learning is self-selected, as self-selected as possible, not imposed, not mandatory. So to give people as much choice as they can in the whatever learning opportunities there are i know there are many organizations they're introducing kind of self-run internal quarantine type universities where your team members or even extended company can they have certain time once a week or once twice a week um, or once every every other week where people share whatever they scale whatever they learn so everybody else can learn that but it's still it is self-managed and it is self-selected because with this we are actually getting getting into some of the techniques how you can support uh, motivation is what are some areas that you can give people choice and if you create the self-select kind of learning space for people then there are two positive things out of it. First, it's by choice. They have a choice what they do, how they do it, what they learn, whom they engage with. Mm-hmm. And the second, learning that they enjoy, learning something that they want to learn will help to activate positive neurons in in the brain. So just speaking more scientific terms, but really it makes us think think better and and the other element to that is that when we feel that we learn something our mastery levels or sense of mastery they also go up so we're kind of hitting we're integrating all of the four elements of motivation there as well and if we're learning with something that's meaningful that also supports the purpose for example some someone wanted to learn how to play guitar for like five years never got to it right and then your social time Within your team, somebody shared very easy techniques, how to play guitar. Of course, it's not business related, but it's something that will help people feel better. Mm-hmm. And it will flow into your work environment and how they collaborate, how they are motivated, and also how productive they are.
0: Yeah. Well, but... I guess one of the, that's one of the silver linings in all of this, isn't it? That um, you're being able to do things that you weren't necessarily being, being able to do before. But are you seeing a lot of folk that are coming to you with, with, with questions around self-coaching, keeping that, that good mindset going? Um, you mentioned that you, a, a university program that um, companies are uh, sort of fostering out there. Can you maybe give a bit more detail and color around that? That some, seems very, very interesting. What, what can some other organizations that are not doing that and listening in, what can they be doing? Maybe that and apart from that.
1: Self-coaching is, an, is a great topic, actually. I have developed a program for self-coaching that's for individuals, so not everybody has to be on the managers and leadership shoulders. Not everything has to be on bringing coaches in. A lot of this work that we can do to really transform ourselves, and this is an opportunity for personal transformation, is uh, to use self-coaching techniques to tune in, to understand how we react, why we react this way, and to learn this, the techniques to neutralize that, because we all have, on the inner side of us, we all have a huge capacity to be innovative, creative, compassionate, we all have these qualities, but because all of the th- threats and stressors that come at us, we're not really experiencing this for, from everybody, right? There's confrontation, disengagement, people can be a little rough here and there, they can not talk, so all of this, this the, but this is more just an emotional layers of pr- protection, but all of us have this inner capacity and self-coaching is one of the most effective ways for everyone to bring their best self out. And this is a great opportunity because when we apply self-coaching in the moment, and this is what we're experiencing, this is in the moment where we don't even have to simulate or come up with scenarios. This is the scenario where you can really tap into your best self and and apply the techniques and really just be a very different person when we when we transform, when we leap through this situation into the future. And yep. in terms of learning, learning activities or learning initiatives that various organizations are doing right now, everybody is approaching a little differently. There's of course a tendency, humongous interest in developing e-learning. E-learning takes a lot of time to develop. Plus one of the things that I teach when we talk about designing learning for change to empower change is any e-learning anything where it's self-paced the person is one-on-one with the computer
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's the, that has a highest risk of disengagement because you don't have the community you don't have the team you one-on-one with the computer easily to get distracted easily to get into your circulation of thoughts again triggered by the different events so one of the things i i I stress is to really look at the different modalities or different ways the learning is delivered to understand how that impacts motivation so when our motivation is impacted in such in so many different ways my recommendation is to use as many fun activities as possible to make it fun to make it as self select as possible self selected where people have choice if you already have some training programs within your company and it just open all of them up for people and so that people can choose what they want to learn even if it doesn't have a direct relationship to what they do right now but if someone is interested to learn something just just open it up for them because that will help them feel better and that will in turn will also help the organization because they will be more productive they will see the value they will create because eventually what we're looking at why do we need to motivate people right what do we want to help help them feel better is that so that we as an organization can pivot and adjust Mm -hmm. and we need as many ideas as we can right to find new opportunities to create new value for our customers to become more effective with all of the budget budgetary constraints and all of the financial pressures and supply chain disrupted, right? How can we adjust to this environment? Because within the organization, every part of the organization is impacted.
0: Yeah.
1: So to make that learning as fun as possible, I wouldn't even rush into creating e-learning. It takes time to make it a very well-made e-learning, but you can create learning that's taught via the computer. I would also recommend mixing it with this with some kind of a book or some activity that people can do, mm-hmm. break out into teams where people can talk and share the experiences. Mm-hmm. So it's not only screen time, but also something that pe- pe- people can reflect, uh-huh. whether it's a workbook or some kind of form of notes. And just mix it up and make it as live and fun as possible and also easy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So if we just summarize that self-select as much as possible give people choice um, to the extent that they extent that you can to give them learning also create the social learning where people can learn anything they want to learn and make it self-run people come up with their own top topics make it as fun as possible easy as possible short as possible as well and you can also thread the learning throughout your week or a month So it comes in smaller chunks, but you can also integrate it into your day-to-day activities and make it more like a simulation type of learning. People usually love that.
0: Yeah. Anna, do you think, a bit more of a broader question, and then we'll tie tie back into this, but do you think this will fundamentally change cultures within organizations, people's sense of self-worth, self-meaning? Do you think this will have a massive impact on, on the cultural vagaries within a, within a firm or an organization or even industries and sectors?
1: Yes, I do believe that it, the situation that we're experiencing will impact cultures of the organizations. Mm. And just this whole opportunity for people to collaborate together, that will create, if if depends on where you were as an organization before, right, if you were more like, um, not constrained, but you had a very specific structured ways of working and people in certain workflows um, constrained or closed up, then this collaborative environment, we are online, it opened up a certain certain space for people to experience that collaboration. So that kind of collaboration, if you didn't have it before, people would want that back. And if we think about the culture, it's really when people come together, how they agree or how the processes are designed for them to work together. So this is how the culture how they go about problem solving, how they go about doing work, how they go about ideas, collaboration, so that there are so many pieces into that go into how culture gets formed. So yes, in, in many situations cultures will be impacted. And some of the things that people are coming up with in how they work right now, they probably, will stay, will go into the future as well. But one very important thing that I think will come up for all of the organizations is the flexibility and agility of the organization to be able to adjust to whatever happens.
0: Mm.
1: So if those organizations that have been, that didn't have that capability, that have not developed that capability of being agile, agile in the form like being able to adjust very quickly, Because that ability to adjust depends on the number of factors. Are people open to share their ideas? And where the processes allow for adjustment, right? Mm -hmm. There's so many things at both the people level and the process level. So I think organizations will turn into creating very flexible business models.
0: What are some of those, in terms of people and processes, some of the telltale signs that, okay, here's an organization that is not as agile or nimble or is a bit restrictive in its own sense of of making this cultural change and and, and the management around it What what are some of the things that you see that you you quickly realize and say right this firm may need a bit of help
1: that's a great question um that's a great question if um if let's say the organization if the processes are so constrained that people have to go through so many layers to bring their idea to the table Mm -hmm. then it will resent people from doing that right it will repel people from doing that so that's one of the examples if things take a lot of time to get a decision on if those things they probably will need help to become more agile you need you be almost like you need like a, a task force just for that specific problem, solve it and move on. Because if something takes two or three months or used to take two or three months to solve this come to the decision, that's not feasible to apply in the current environment, right? You need something like that can be done like within a few weeks to to be able to adjust. So looking at if I was to um, to look at where the potential opportunities are to be able to pivot and reinvent where necessary and really come out strong out of this experience is first, are people motivated to share their ideas? Do they have the support? Do they know the value chain of the organization? If people don't understand what the organization does and they're only constrained to their one little role, then their ability to come up with their ideas is very limited so we want people to understand how people create how organization creates value and delivers that value to the customer so you can engage you can engage all of your people not just the leadership team to that idea generation and you never know what may come out of that and do you have a process to support those ideas ideas that are good right so the leadership has to be open to ideas coming out from the employees look at the processes and and look at how does take some of the biggest decisions that have to be made within the organization or adjustments decisions about the adjustments and how long what would it take to make those decisions yeah it takes too long right that's an opportunity
0: yeah do you think leaders out there are are doing their utmost best to imbibe some of the things that you're talking about for the most part do you see that um and i and i think this will all, all the goings on will enhance their thinking and they want yeah. to think about this, but uh, are they doing this already for the most part?
1: I'm sorry, Vic, could you say it again? Which organization?
0: Any organization. Do you think, I mean, I know big and small, they're all varied and they all have their internal processes, programs for various different things, but for the most part, do you think leaders are doing enough to motivate in such times and outside of such times?
1: Well, lean is a methodology, right? And if it's applied, it surely can provide the benefit. The, the, the question is, can lean be applied across all of the, all, across everything within the organization? Because lean yeah. usually has been applied to manufacturing or agile within the software development, and here we want to look at all right. If we are changing things on the fly, that's another change for people to deal with, right? Mm-hmm. So there's another cycle or another layer of adoption that people have to or adapt to or adjust to. So th- to be cognizant of that. And that's why you want to have your people in the best possible emotional state because if there's another change that's coming to be able to pivot and adjust, then people will have to deal with that change as well. Besides, like everything else, they have to deal with at home and and working remotely and all of those things. Yes, certainly, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Sorry, your state and emotion is is obviously very important, Um, but stress is is an emotion that right now a lot of people can't get over, particularly leaders. They're going through so many woes. I know you've touched on it. But then with that stress, how they go about communicating um, some of these changes to workers that are at home that are already in angst. How do you go about conveying what's the best method and methodology to communicate whatever change is coming their way whilst everyone is stressed out? that's uh
1: that's a great question and when we talk about communication of course you know there are very basic foundational elements about communication communicate often and to be clear and consistent communication that's from just the traditional change management mm-hmm. what i also teach is just remembering when well, people are in the stress mode and all this thread that's coming at them right the brain is processing psychology kicks in They're limited in the choice and the control they have. They're not connecting with the team that they're used to. All of these things that we talked about. So I also recommend when we communicate, remember that when people are in stress mode, they are receiving information with the filters of stress. So every information, every piece of information that comes at them, they're going to be either questioning or judging or criticizing. Mm. So and that's where the trust is can be at very high risk. So because if there is anything that people where people feel they're not being told everything, that will trigger our emotional sense of there's something else, right? And on top of everything else that people are experiencing, they will that will impact how Try how much trust they have in the information they receive, and very important, how they react to that piece of information. So there are, there are different techniques that I teach to that. It's a little, uh, maybe for our next conversation, uh, just be sensitive to how you communicate. And very important, I also stress, is besides just saying we need to make these changes within, within the organization to survive or to be successful, provide some russian like the provide a little more information just give take a little bit of time to either prepare or just have a conversation explain this is how organization works right this is the value chain of the organization and this is where our inflamed points are this is where we are burning for example right and then just say so in order for us to fix this and to fix this we need to do x and in order to do x we need to make the change. So take the time to think about the logic of that decision. And certainly there are some, many times in change, any change initiatives, information is not available. It's not even that it's being hidden, but the information may not be available. You may not have all of the answers and, there are some information that's still being decided around right so you, you may not be able to provide all the information so what's important here is to explain also to people not just say we don't have all of the have all of the answers right now but to explain to people in order for us to answer this question or to provide this information we need to do this, 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 right? Kind of reverse engineer and show people why there's no information. Because if we just say we cannot give you all of the answers, people are gonna make up their own answers. Yeah. And right. that on top of everything else, people experience that may trigger all kinds of reactions. And again, all of this creates a lot of tension. Plus they're worrying about worrying about the economy, about the jobs, future of yep. jobs. So people experience a lot of this stress. And go, going back to the foundations, why we wanna why we care about that is because it impacts, it impacts the quality of work, it impacts whether we can do the job as the organization and deliver on our promise to our customers. Yeah. So provide as much rationale for people so that they understand why information is not available. The reverse engineer. So in order for us to have this answer, we need to have this. In order to have this, we need to have that and all of those steps without you don't have to disclose anything that's confidential of course not but people want to understand the logic they want to understand the high picture
0: yeah i'm glad you mentioned that obviously there's so much external information wider information that is being thrown at us from government your own council municipality wherever it may be Uh, one one thing i do want to touch on Anna, if i could and i know we want to create a series out of this because there's so many things we can talk about mm-hmm. pertaining to this topic, but um, we're seeing on the news, see I'm being one of those people that is being carried away by, by what I'm listening to in the news, not that I'm overly worried, but um, you're seeing record levels of unemployment being filed, furloughs, um, people are getting depressed, distressed, and, and companies are, are, are doing the best that they can to communicate what they're doing to keep people upbeat. Um, how do you, how does, how do, how do people in these times remain hopeful? How can they just have a sense of purpose? I know you've touched on a lot of this, but especially where it pertains to job losses. Um, whether you like it or not, there's, there's a lot of economic impact out there, particularly to some industries, particularly to a lot of the Companies that our listeners who invest in are experiencing so maybe talk to us about, a bit about hopefulness and what they can do To just keep themselves chirpy
1: That's a, that's a great point and there are two parts to it uh, First is the information we are hearing about unemployment Just those humongous numbers of how many people are applying for unemployment Just again notice how that impacts and what it triggers probably anxiety maybe some panic, worrying, right? So just noticing the thoughts because those thoughts will then trigger how we feel and how we feel will impact the actions we take. And every piece of information we can process in so many different ways. We can certainly, you know, some people may not have enough savings or whatever help they're getting may not be sufficient or they may be stressed but there are other opportunities, there are organizations that are actually have an increased demand in the current situation. So it's Mm. the way we look at things, but before we can look at things with a positive view, we want to notice how we're processing the information, right? Once we produce, it's not not to kind of bottle in the impact, like, all right, I'm gonna just not worry about it, I'm gonna do, it's not about forcing through to think positively, is really connecting with the emotional side first so that you address whatever pain points came up. And then only then you can think positively because if we bottle everything into the bottle, all of those negative thoughts and just close it up and say, I'm not gonna think about it. And I'm gonna focus on my job. Well, that bottle is gonna pop up at some point, right? And then quite open. And those emotions are gonna flood over. So and this is where the opportunity to really transform in the moment right now to practice the self-coaching techniques is to notice how what we're seeing and and how we're processing right how it impacts us connect with those things and so learn to ch- change the thoughts, learn to adjust them without forcing. And then once we learn how to how to change the thoughts and think about things positively in a very organic way, in a very natural way, then our positive things. Thinking becomes like an automatic for us, right? So whatever happens, that self-coaching kicks in, and then we can look at the situation from so many different angles. Oh, if I'm going to lose my job, for example, I can use the time I always wanted to have extra time to do something, right? So we can look at things in different ways, and maybe even um, maybe even uh, develop a, diff- a different set of skills. Maybe look at what else is possible. So there are different ways, as I said, we can look at, at the same situation. The first thing is to notice how we process things and then apply self-coaching techniques to learn to think positively. Now, in terms of hopeless, of being hopeful and hopeless, is it's, it, it falls from that. So if we, let's say, within the organization, if the organization, if the if letting people go is imminent, then as leaders and managers, there are a number of things we can do, and, and, and maybe one of the, probably the biggest thing is to help people leave the organization hopeful mm. rather than hopeless, powerless, and depressed. And there, the, the way it's through the communication, through opening up challenge for them to support their motivation while they're still a part of the organization. And that's where the human side of leadership comes in, the human side of managing an organization. Of course, we're worried about results. Of course, we need to make numbers. Of course, where the cash flow is constrained, the budgets are constrained. But from a human side, is that's where the power of it is, to help people leave the organization hopeful rather than hopeless, powerless, and, and, and depressed. And there are ways to do, to do that. That would be my, you know, as many organizations go through various experiences and letting people go toast for example right i'm seeing so much support for people who lost their jobs and for the majority from what i'm hearing is that they're very positive it is an opportunity whether someone is gonna take the time to think what they're gonna to wanna to do next to realize their full potential, to find what their full potential is, or unlimited potential, it's never full, it always grows, right, it's unlimited. Or they're gonna jump into another job or look for another job, right, or they're just to learn something new. So. There is. It can be very supportive, and it all depends on how leadership and managers also go about that. But for the leadership and managers to go in the human, in the most human way possible, to go around that is for the leadership and managers to be in their best self state, right? Mm-hmm. That's why we want to leadership and managers to take care of themselves first, yeah. because everybody is impacted. So from for us to be compassionate as leaders and managers we need to address our own needs. We need to apply the same techniques, how what we're seeing and hearing impacts us. What is our emotional state? You know, don't bottle it inside the bottle just because you're a leader manager and you can. You just have to be positive all the time. No, you want to address those feelings inside as well. Mm. And then you can be the best leader and manager you can be for your people.
0: Well, there's a fantastic trinket words. Thank you, Anna. I see a lot of folk being and certainly I know I am, being that much more introspective, trying to find my own Zen and equanimity. You seem like someone that is there Ooh, as my phone goes on. I beg your pardon. Um, but, you know, I would say, let me just switch that off. I would say, um, as we're all being introspective and as we're about to end, how are you, how are you sort of keeping yourself occupied, Anna? You, you seem like someone who's been under a bunion tree for a long time and in that mode. But how are you? How are you keeping yourself occupied? And perhaps we can learn off of you as to, to what you're doing.
1: You know, I actually apply the same techniques I shared with you. I shared with you what I. Sh- it's a very high level, but I apply the same techniques. Um, you know, I notice how what I'm seeing and hearing impacts my thoughts, and of course, it takes practice. And I've been practicing this for a number of years, and I've gone through my own personal transformation by applying these various techniques, and noticing just making sure that whatever emotional comes up yes, certain things that do impact and i do limit how much of the information about things
0: yeah actually yeah. read
1: and look at and sometimes i don't even look at anything for a couple of days you know or just do like a very quick five minutes check-in all right where are we at and what's coming up but really you want to notice how it's impacting it and i practice all of these things things and one of the biggest things things for me is really it's connecting with nature just going out there going for a walk uh, to the extent that you can find your zen place and it's very important to be okay and know that it's okay to wanting and needing time for yourself we are constrained within our homes and some people are constrained within small apartments Mm -hmm. and we may feel we have to be like all together all the time and i have to take care of the kids and i have to do this and i have to do that Just make sure, just know that it's totally okay to be wanting and needing and taking the time for yourself, even if it's 15 minutes a day, because we're all unique, and we all have our own unique systems, and we all have our unique energy. And to be the best for, for our families, family members, and for our team, and for our organization, we need to reconnect with who we are our own inner power and usually it's done in a solitary place that's when we have the time to ourselves mm-hmm. when we don't have like external distractions. to the extent possible nature just in and of itself is the best medium for doing that
0: yeah great words of wisdom that allows you to contemplate and and almost uh, be in a meditative state and takes you within well anna look Thank you so, so much. And that was a fascinating discussion. I know we've got more of these plans planned because there's so much to talk about, but um, I hope, in fact, I know that our listeners would have enjoyed this conversation. Again, more of these to come as part of a series, but Anna, thank you very much for the moment and and we'll hear from you soon. Thanks very much.
1: Thank you very much, Vic.
0: Have a great rest. Bye-bye.